Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a fake plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It's been a while, and I apologize for that. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. And before we go any further, check out the homepage. Check out our affiliate superhero stuff. Uh, check out Ripped Apparel. Um, I think that's all our affiliates on the front page at the moment. Um, check them out. Support them. Support the show. Uh, you want to email us, mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net, mmg at mightymarvelgeeks.net, and also hit us up on Twitter. Um, congrats to Jordan D. White on the birth of his new kid. How about that, Ooh, news? There you go. So, Congratulations, sir. Um, other than that, I personally want to thank all the listeners and uh, my two fellow co-hosts for a great run. Uh, we did not win the 2017 Podcast Award in TV and film. But you know what? We're a finalist and proud of that fact. Yep, we are. So thank, yep. thanks to everyone, and that's you two included. Well, thank you for, for leading us all the way there. Yeah. Thanks. The um, show would not be anything without you. Because, seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, you, you went, what, 50, 51 issues without me, and how many without Kylan? So it was like, what, 70, what, yeah. 70 something? Yeah. Two, I think. We are the Johnny come lately <clears throat> to this thing, dude. I mean, we are. Yeah. And this was your thing. And I'm also going to say, too, thanks to all the, the listeners for their um, condolences and well wishes uh, when we when it was announced that we weren't doing a show last week because of um, the loss of my father. So on brighter news, let's, on brighter news. let's move. Um, most people know <laughs> I'm a I'm a hockey fan. Uh, Eric has become a hockey fan to some extent within recent years as well, uh, especially now that he has a SBHL team starting up this year in Birmingham. Yes. With the oh, Birmingham got one now? Yeah, oh, yeah. The Bulls yes. are back. We had one. We had one many, many years ago. It was the Birmingham Bulls. Then right. it went away for a while. It was replaced by the Birmingham South Stars. Okay. But then people realized that's a crappy name for a team. And so they ditched them, brought back the Bulls in a new form. And then it went away for a while. But now we have the Bulls back. Awesome. Well, by the same guy who owned it the last time around. 
Well, and, and then when there was the WHA2 experiment, y'all had the Alabama Slammers. Uh, we try not to remember that. <laughs> but, that was, but that was a great name. I love that name. It sounds yeah. like a drink. It is a drink. Because it is, yeah. It's also a wrestling move. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, was that? It's a, it's also pretty much any any jail that you uh, get yourself thrown into <laughs> in this great state. <sighs> so, are uh, you are you guys? Is that the same uh, conference as um, did Memphis had the River Kings? Is that are they still around? They are, and they are now part of the SPHL as well. Okay, cool. They they dropped down from the CHL, did not move to the ECHL when they were bought or merged. Okay. They dropped down to the SPHL, which okay. is Southern Professional Hockey League, uh, in which my favorite team in that league, uh, in which my buddy is an equipment manager for, is the Huntsville Havoc. He, okay. He, he, he. Um, but ECHL, check this out. Um, the ECHL announces a collaboration with Marvel with with, with Marvel Entertainment. Um, ECHL announces Marvel Superhero Nights for the 2017-2018 season. Now, where where would you think would be the most appropriate place for this league to potentially do their press press announcement from or press release from? And believe it or not, they did it on Facebook Live. Uh. Marvel Studios? Mm. How about Red Bank, New Jersey at Jay inside of Bob's Secret Stash? Oh, I love that place. Um, That's even better. At a press conference broadcast from the famed comic book store, Jay and Silent Silent Bob's Secret Stash, representatives from the ECHL, Marvel, uh, and the Migrate Group, uh, which is a Jersey collector's broker, um, discussed the relationship and excitement for the upcoming games. Marvel is thrilled to work with the ECHL um, to provide all their fans and, and all of their fans and ours with a one-of-a-kind in-game experience, bringing together the power of the Marvel brand with the energy and excitement of professional hockey, said... And the ECHL screwed this up. Marvel Vice President, Digital Media and Marketing Solutions, I believe that is Ryan Panagos, not Jonathan Pardika. Um, of course, this over the course of the season, each ECHL team will adorn a special Marvel superhero-themed jersey featuring one of several characters, including Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, or collectively as the Avengers, with the ECHL team's own logo intertwined. Several ECHL Marvel Superhero Knights will feature these characters against each other, with both teams wearing a specialty-themed jersey. Uh, the ECHL is proud to partner with Marvel, one of Disney's most popular bands, in its first-ever North American league-wide partnership, said Brian McKenna, commissioner of the ECHL. We would like to thank Barry Meisel of the, and MyGate Group for sponsoring these events and acting as our Jersey Auction partner. So, for me, the only one I care about is the Orlando Solar Bears will be doing their Marvel Night November 25th. Ah. Don't know who they're who they're going as, what character, but there's going to be two two different um, two different style 
jerseys. There's going to be what they call the armor jersey, where it looks like you know the the character's armor or character's costume, and then one's going to be more of the traditional. Like Ryan Panagos was wearing a Captain America costume shirt jersey that looked like the Captain America's armored top. Uh, whereas Ming Chen, who was the representative from uh, Jay and Silent Bob's, was wearing a regular traditional cut jersey with Captain America's shield on the front. And uh, I take it that uh, you're going to end up with uh, one or both of those jerseys? I well, apparently these may be or the Captain America and and the Ming Chen one. Are the ones that the representatives are wearing may be a one off just for those folks, and mm-hmm. I will say I am wrong. Marvel Vice President Digital Media and Marketing Solutions Jonathan Pardika is the correct person, but I but I know Ryan Panagos is. I thought he was involved with digital media. I thought he was, unless he's executive. He's Agent M, isn't he? He's Agent M, yeah. Um, He may be, I don't remember officially. All right, someone go on Twitter and find out what his official title is. I believe, I know he has something to do with digital media. I know that. I'm checking it. Um, But if you go to Marvel's site, let me do this so you guys can see in, in our chat as we're recording. This is a picture of the jerseys. That they showed, and I think I may know someone who might be able to get me that India that indie field jersey for Thor, maybe. But that that's the shirts, and I think it's funny the the circular icons look exactly like what Disney used when they did the the name tags uh, when they did uh, the Marvel name tags as part of the pin sets in the parks. It's called recycling, dude. Uh, oh. According to his LinkedIn profile, vice president and executive editor, Marvel's digital media group, Marvel right. Entertainment. So. But yeah, right. Okay, I want the armor ones. I want the armor ones. The Stark armor, oh. the Captain America armor, and even the Thor armor, even though it's like completely ruined by the the Indie Fuel logo. Yeah. Oh, those look absolutely sweet. Well, the other one's the Hulk armor. Oh, yeah. And, and if you take notice, it, it's like the shirt, the jersey has been ripped through Hulk bust, busting yeah, through see, it. I don't. I I really don't care for that because I, I get the look they're going for. Yeah. But I just don't think they were able to pull it off. No. But I do love the I, I love the traditional jerseys too. Cap is sweet. I love the Hulk one. Uh Thor uh I think it needs a yeah, blue Thor stripe on there. Uh, uh, Thor's missing the blue. Iron Man looks amazing. Um so I don't see I don't see Hawkeye, which could have been a great thing. Oh, that would've been awesome. Um, yeah. I don't see a logo up there for on, on the background for um, well, Black Widow. You're not going to. You're, you're not going to get that. But, no, I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, if you look at that picture, if you look at that picture, but specifically look at the wall behind them. Yeah. The 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 big backdrop. It's you mainly the four. Cap, Hulk. Yeah, it's the four of them. You're not going to yeah. see Hawkeye or Black Panther. Or Black Shield. Widow. Or Shield. Oh, Lord, there ought to be a Shield. Yeah. There really should be a Shield. Yeah. But they're, they're Just going, saying. But they're going more Avengers with it. But you know what? Shield was still in- involved with the Avengers, so... And it looks like they're doing everything based on the movies, not the or, or the animated, not the not the comics. But still, right. man, this stuff looks great. I, I'm curious to know who... Uh, 
Orlando's going with what what the what the I know Toledo is doing I think Toledo's doing Thor along with um Indy cuz I know those have been announced. Uh and it looks like Red uh he's Orion's wearing a Reading Royals logo up on hit the sleeve of his. Uh the uh, who is that is that the Railroaders? Um the Re- Wooster Whalers is doing a Hulk um, the Toledo Walleye, I believe, announced. Oh, come on! They announced they're doing. Because uh, they they did announce theirs. I believe they're doing Thor. Is there are, are the Lake Erie Monsters up there? Ahl. Ah, uh, uh, all right. So the so the closest for you is going to be um is going to be the uh, Toledo, and apparently November fourth they're also going to have Iron Man appear. So okay, Toledo's doing Iron Man. Marvel Iron Man jerseys. That's my birthday weekend, too. <laughs> so, yeah. They're going to have Iron Man there, and they're doing a Marvel poster giveaway and the Iron Man themed jerseys. Nice. So, this is one of those, you ha- you almost have to com- go site by site for the team to find out who's doing what. But this, this is going to be a, it's going to be fun. It really is. Good deal. Yeah. So. Um, I tell you what else is fun, but, uh. Go ahead. You know, I, another. You, you like roller coasters? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, are fun, right? Hey. Uh, they're cool. I like them. Oh, spoiler alert! Guardians of the Galaxy Epcot attractions can be a roller coaster. What? Which you knew? I have known since D twenty three. But you know what? Hey. We could we could talk about it now. Because Melissa Valaket, vice president of Epcot, spilled the beans about it October 1st when Epcot turned 35. Wow. Yep. yep. Now, okay, we have known that a Guardians of the Galaxy-inspired attraction would be coming to Epcot since D23. And it, which, uh, let's see, actually, the announcement was posted on the Disney Parks blog on July 15th. Right. So we have known something, and we actually talked about this that week, during that week's show. And we pretty much dissected the concept art that was posted, where you had the the uh, the Nova uh, fighter ship, and then you had Groot and Rocket out in front, and... You, you had the uh, the what we consider to be the briefing room with Star Lord and and Baby Groot and Rocket, right? Uh, and, and of course, I had to bite my tongue there and say all I could talk about is what's been released. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. Yes, and you did. Let me just let's let's just go back to that post because I've, I went to the effort of finding it and pulling it up. Uh, it said a Guardians of the Galaxy and Hydra has stepped in again. Space travel. Okay, repeat yourself one more time. Hydra, cut you off. A Guardians of the Galaxy inspired attraction will be added to Future World, adhering to the original vision of Epcot's Future World as the place to experience the excitement and adventure offered by space travel. Correct. Okay, now uh, the the story that was in the in the blog post. Uh, let's see. Is the next step in how guests can encounter these characters at the Walt Disney World Resort. Epcot just may be the perfect place for a Guardians-inspired attraction. As you can see in the photo above, Peter Quill actually visited Epcot as a kid. Okay, when did he supposedly get... I'm thinking before Yondu and the Ravagers picked him up. Yeah, when did that take place? It does not <clears throat> say there, but it'd have to be like in the 80s. 
Right. Maybe right, maybe right after it opened because Epcot opened 1982. If you figure 82 to 85, that that range. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it would have had to have been. It would have had to have been before his mama died, and therefore, you know, between eighty-two and that point. Mm-hmm. That's and I wish I could remember when that happened, but does it, does now, it, it say does, at the beginning of the movie? I can't remember because it's it's been a while since I've watched. I've been a while since I watched the first one. But checking now. Uh, anyway, it does say. Of course, we knew this uh, that it was replacing the current Universe of Energy attraction, and that closed back in the middle of August. And I'm just going to say it. I could not go through that attraction. I haven't been able to go through that attraction in years, or at least done it like gritting my teeth and cringing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mainly because it mainly because it's not because of Ellen, not because of Bill Nye, the science guy, not because of the outdated animatronics for the dinosaurs. No, it was the Jeopardy dream sequence. <laughs> because my brain, it, it, my brain kept saying, it's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> Right. Now, just so, yeah. Just out of curiosity, anyway. where yeah. was the source of this article? Just so we're covered. Okay. The source of this article is WDW News Today. Okay. Okay. And, and their source is what? Um, I do not see a source from them. Okay. So it has you- also been posted in the Orlando Sentinel. Okay. If it's posted in the Sentinel, we'll give it more credibility. Okay. I understand. But that Sorry, all, I'm, I'm all just... that I just talked about, all that I just talked about was from the Disney Parks blog back on July 15th. Right, right. Okay. Now we're drifting over to WDW News Today. And you're frozen again. To members of the media at the Epcot 35 celebration back on the 1st. Right. Now, according to sources, the roller coaster will be an indoor roller coaster. Uh, it will reportedly be a first-of-its-kind ride system, but it remains unclear how it will differ from a conventional ride. Which I will say I do not know myself. Okay. Now, one thing we do know, this will be the very first roller coaster in Epcot's history. Yep. I mean, this Epcot was the last Disney park on Earth that did not have one. There's no Space Mountain, no no Big Thunder Mountain, no Rock and Roller Coaster, no Indiana Jones Adventure. That's that nothing. The right. closest they had, closest they had would have been the sum of all thrills, which was basically a Kukuch, uh robotic arm that simulated a roller coaster right right? so there you go but it was not actually a roller coaster so uh granted you probably do want this as an indoor because a is dealing with space travel and b you don't really want to disrupt the aesthetics of future world itself no and plus as we all know outdoor roller coasters are prone to rain and other weather elements now, granted, there are plenty of outdoor coasters at Disney, but this one, it just makes more sense that this would be an indoor. Right. Yeah. If I were to hazard a guess, now this is not backed up by any kind of article or any kind of uh, a blog or any kind of ins- – it, it, no, no. I, I am going completely on my own cognizance here. I would say look for some kind of hybrid, uh, you know, one part uh, virtual reality, one part roller coaster, kind of like the Kraken at SeaWorld. Yeah. Where you have where you have the virtual reality uh, helmet that goes on you, the goggles, 
and the the virtual reality follows the the path of the roller coaster, but it actually it, it's you're not seeing the actual roller coaster structure, right? And considering that Disney has been working on like a you know, flight of passage with the virtual reality there, and also they've they pretty much perfected the indoor roller coaster technology, but you do it as a dark coaster like Space Mountain and Rock and Roller Coaster, where you don't really see what's going on. This way, you could have a you could have any kind of adventure you wanted and actually you could probably mix things up a little bit so probably it, you could you could enhance it a holiday overlay oh that'd be yeah, that's yeah. true that is true you put Groot in a Santa hat and there you go <laughs> rocket in a Santa hat would you want rocket in a Santa hat rocket would be one of the surly elves Yes. I want Rocket as a cold miser. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we have on Epcot's 35th anniversary, 35th birthday, we have the confirmation that, yes, it's going to be a roller coaster. And I believe that it's going to be a virtual reality enhanced roller coaster based on other things that Disney has been doing lately. Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I'm excited just as I'm, I'm excited excited for uh star wars land and toy story it's oh yeah some good stuff coming man star wars land <laughs> oh that's gonna be insane uh, um kyle why don't you go next with uh um oh yeah we got some not in my opinion not surprising but no highly anticipated uh news uh on um happenings for season two of luke cage uh, so it looks like, uh, and this is a story from Marvel.com. Looks like we're going to get Iron Fist uh, in season two. Uh, so and we first saw Luke and Danny. Uh, they first met in uh, the Defenders. Right. And so we got to see the beginning of that famous friendship that has been through, that has survived over 40 years of history in Marvel Comics. Uh, so it looks like that there even may be hints of Heroes for Hire in yeah. Season 2. Yeah, now this isn't confirmed uh, uh, that we're going to see the beginning of Heroes for Hire, but we are definitely getting Luke and Danny together again. I don't see why they just don't go ahead and call Luke Cage season two Heroes for Hire and just make that a new series. And especially with the, the criticism of the two shows, bring them at their strengths and give them, give them the show that everyone wants at this point. Exactly. I mean, because... You know, all of us have been sitting here waiting for for this to happen, and you know there there's been hints, and Luke keeps hinting at needing to do something in the community, and you know, and I'm just like, okay, you 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 were an ex cop at least in this iteration, you're an ex cop, you love reading detective stories, and you that's pretty much what you do without getting paid for it. So yeah. you know, it, it kind of writes itself, but. So I, I what yeah, I'm excited to I'm I'm excited for season 2. Uh, I have no idea where they're going to take the story because we 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 no longer have the we we're past the need of the origin story now, uh, and they pretty much can do whatever they want with it because uh, Luke doesn't have the issues in this uh, it, this version of his life that he did in the comics. Right. So because he's al- he's already cleared and 
Batman, and he's he's legally now Luke Cage. So we have all, all that. Um, that's all done, and he's already met Danny, which it took a while for that to happen in the comics. Right. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they, where they take this now. Um, and I don't know. Maybe maybe we get to see his brother, which that's an interesting story in itself because there's some history there. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, oh yeah, definitely. I, again, I still say it needs to be. Um, it, it needs to be uh, Heroes for Hire. Let's just go ahead and get there and and, and take it from there. It, it really does. I you know I understand that. No, you know at, at the at the heart of it, it is Luke and Danny. Now later, um, Colleen and uh, oh gosh, was it Misty? Colleen and Misty come on, but Colleen and Misty kind of have their own little thing too. Right. Uh, so I don't know if they're going to. I don't know if, if that's what we're going to see, or if they're just going to team up and make Heroes for Hire uh, the the version that you see in the late '90s, where it is basically a group of street level heroes that you know come and go as they choose, taking jobs for right. Well, for for, for hire, you know. So. Uh, so I don't know. I I'm I, I'm I'm excited to see where 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 this is going to go. Uh, there there's a lot there's a lot of potential there. So yeah yeah. So I tell you something that I'm excited for on TV. I'm excited for that because I want to see how the the Luke Cage Iron Fist stuff you know pans out. But uh, I, I tell you, I'm excited about Agents of Shield season five coming back. Yeah. But with it, and, and you know, for several. <coughs> okay, you froze again, there, boss. Uh, I was afraid of that. Darn you, Hydra! You don't want to hear me say that Nick Blood's coming back as Lance Hunter, but you also <laughs> probably don't want me saying that Natalia Cordova Buckley has been promoted to series regular as Yo-Yo. Well, that's cool. Oh man. Ah. So so uh so we're gonna see a much happier Mac now. Not that Mac wasn't happy already, but you know what I mean. Oh no, I you know at first when they were doing like the, the framework and Mac had his daughter and his own little happy life, uh it, you know, I thought this is just gonna be like extremely cruel and crushing to see all this come about. But at the right. end when he says that, hey, I know that you know this just give me a, a ha- glimpse of a happier future with you it's kind of like yeah i want to see more of this and so now we get to see her and you're gonna see the relationship go we, we can true help. well you know she i have to admit she doesn't take any crap off of him either no no, no she does not i mean it's kind of like it, it, it's kind of like she's not a sidekick she's not a damsel in distress she is every bit max equal yes Actually, she's oh, yeah. every bit anyone's equal and it's an interesting power that she has and according to the story on marvel.com uh it says uh for human speed for the length of a single heartbeat <laughs> Apparently, Yo 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 might be interfering with us as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think what there is definitely internet's acting goofy. That's all we can say. Okay, okay. Yeah. Too long didn't read. Yo Yo has the ability to travel at superhuman speed for the length of a single heartbeat before snapping back into her original place. There you go. Got it. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Okay, we got it through. We're in that time. <laughs> okay. 
But yeah, I want to see more of her and Mac because I want to see a happy Mac. A happy Mac is a good Mac. <laughs> Of course, that was gentlemen. If you did not hear that, that was Junior Agent. That that was Junior Agent Mac. (laughs) That was good. Just he just got done writing a paper that he handed off to me on thumb drive to print, and as he's walking back, I say, "A happy Mac, a a happy Mac is a good Mac." And he just says, "You know it." I don't think he meant to be heard, but oh, no, I didn't. oh he's, okay. <laughs> That's I right. Think we, I have trained him a little too well. We can edit him out anyway. Nothing else. I'm going to bring you. Just, just wait. Just wait till we put him on the train duty on the uh, on the hella bus. Then you know. <laughs> roll, I live for that day. Roll is the no no poop on the bus in the bus bathroom. Well. Exception will be made. (laughs) I think that detail starts right after chilly night. (laughs) Well, yes, I actually have a lot of humor here on the show. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, I'm really not. I'm almost okay. I'm almost done with the hella bago guys, so maybe maybe I'll just bring out the hella bago instead. So what? But yeah, I mean, Yo Yo was one of the uh, w- one of my favorite characters. She was a very intriguing character because of her power set. And yeah, it, you know, it it just it. I think this is also props to Marvel for having such a diverse yeah cast. I mean, yes. you've got Asians represented, you've got uh, you know African Americans represented, you've got. Uh, Latinos represented here, and I think it's I think it's great. And just I just I like the character. Yeah, I well, like yeah. the character, and I just again it's it's something I'm just excited to see. Now with the the Hellabago, can we name it Eagle Five? Uh, of course, we can name it Eagle Five. <laughs> only if we use Raspberry Jam. That's all. That's the only jam that's allowed on there. I think. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So Eric and I are going to split the call sign Lone Star. Kylan, you're going to have to be Mog since you're since you're your own best friend. <laughs> as long as I'm not Pizza the Hut, I'm good. <laughs> oh, thank, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so, well, Kylan, why don't you take us on to the next story, if you would, please? Gladly. Uh, well, actually. Um, General Lissimo himself uh, took to Twitter. I believe it was today, and by t- today I mean um, where today's the fifth, October fifth, uh, with a message uh, for all of Marvel Universe. And tell you what, Mike, me- if you can play that. I will. This is from Stan Lee. Hi, heroes. This is Stan Lee coming at you. Want you to know, Marvel has always been and always will be a reflection of the world right outside our window. That world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change is the way we tell our stories of heroism. Those stories have room for everyone, regardless of their race, gender, religion, or color of their skin. The only things we don't 
don't have room for are hatred, intolerance, and bigotry. That man next to you, he's your brother. That woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. So that's the message. And, you know, I, I don't know what prompted that message. Oh, I have a guess. Well, we have a guess. Of course, we, you guess us. Uh, so, well, you know what? We, we don't we don't shy from things here. You know, we don't. So let's talk about it. Go ahead, Eric. I, I agree with what he says, okay? I agree with his statement on there is no room for hatred or bigotry or any of that other crap. Right. I, I, t- I am totally down with that. Mm-hmm. Honestly, though, I believe this was made in response to all the negative criticism over Secret Empire. I, I really so? do. I think so. And oftentimes when you you say that you, you stand up against hatred and, and, and bigotry and and fascism, you do it to the extent where you become the fascist yourself. And I understand, I understand. that part of it, it was it was a cautionary tale, quote unquote cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. But as we have said on this show, as I have said on this show, it was poorly executed. Right. It was poorly executed, and Marvel has taken a lot of criticism, and they've lost a lot of goodwill with the fans. Right. And it right. is it's really hurt the business end of it. Well, I think there was another reason for this, too. And I think it kind of also leads to an action being done for Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con. So before I go that far, I'm going to ask if you had anything else, Eric. No, I really do think that this was enlarged. Now, honestly, recent events probably paid into it as well. Mm-hmm. But had Secret Empire not gotten the crap storm of negative publicity that it got, right? I don't think you'd have seen this. I think True. this is trying to rebuild the bridge. And it was either the last show we did, 181, or back even 180, we even talked about the diversity scenario mm-hmm. uh, that was mm-hmm. going on with Marvel. But uh, this weekend is New York Comic Con. And right. I think part of this move, too, from Stanley could be because of the events that happened in Las Vegas. Um which, tying, just just tying back to Secret Empire for a moment, watch the city that got destroyed but not restored, Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying those two were connected, but that's Obvious. a heck of a coincidence right there for you. Obviously not, since we know the story was written yeah three you know months before the event actually occurred yeah i'm not i'm not saying we should say those two are related but right. it's kind of spooky right it is now Netflix and Marvel released a joint statement saying, We are stunned and saddened by this week's senseless act in Las Vegas. After careful consideration, Netflix and Marvel have decided it would not be appropriate for Marvel's The Punisher to participate in New York Comic Con. Our thoughts continue to be with the victims and those affected by this tragedy. So kudos, Marvel. Um, Recognize and and take a step back. (laughs) 
it, you know, it's one of those things that, um, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's understandable that, okay, although the Punisher, the character itself does not figure directly into this, but because of the, the, the things that take place in the series and what the Punisher is about, uh, it probably would not be appropriate to have him. Right. Yeah. No. Well, didn't you Front also say, didn't you also say too? Marvel has pushed, or yeah, Netflix has pushed back the release date of the Punisher as well. I that's what I that's what I heard. Um, but the show's not due out until November anyway, so I think there would be time, there'd be sufficient time for us to have moved on and not be and, in that too soon scenario. And, and that's I'm wondering if maybe maybe that is. Maybe that's one of those things like it's out there, but it's more penciled in than written in pen. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now, like I said, uh, this is New York Comic Con. Um, day one and two are up on MightyMarvelGeeks.net. If you want to watch the Marvel Live videos to see the recaps. Well, at this point in time, uh, as you're hearing this on Sorcerer Radio, uh, day three is up as well uh, with the recap. Uh, day four will be active uh, podcast-wise if you're hearing this. Go back and watch the videos for from the whole weekend. They're going to be on the they're going to be on the site for you to to enjoy um, and watch. Now here's here's the schedule panels um, for October seventh. You got Cup of Joe presents Marvel Legacy, The Avengers. Uh, Marvel Television presents Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and then celebrating 100 years of Jack Kirby, The King's New York. That one would be a cool one to get to. Yes. Um, the On Sunday, the 8th, Marvel Animation presents. Uh, then Marvel True Believers, Women of Marvel, which would be a great one to see. Um, yeah. Black Eyed Peas present Masters of the Sun and Future of AR Comics. And oh. Black Eyed Peas? Black Eyed Peas I was, present. I was wondering whatever happened to them because they just kind of like disappeared. And then uh, also at the same time as that panel... Actually, at 2.45 is the Women in Marvel panel. The Black Eyed Peas present Masters of the Sun and Future of AR Comics, and then The Gifted. I know if the three of us were there, each one of us would be taking a different panel to report on. Oh, yeah. We would have to just to split this up. Yeah. So, um, booth events. Um October 7th, THWIP with Ryan Panagos and Lorraine Sink will be doing a show. Uh, autographs will be happening on, they happen Friday. Uh, there's a hip hop signing and then a two to be determined signing and then Marvel Live, what's going on? Um, on the 8th, the videos are going to be Marvel Television Presents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., The Kabam Contest of Champions, Hello from New York, Comic-Con 2017, The Cosplay Competition, The Marvel Quick Draw, Kids Costume Contest, Marvel, Cup of Joe, Q, uh, Q&U, um, Marvel Legacy Adventures, and then the uh, 100 Years of Jack Kirby. So some of these panels are being broadcast on Marvel Live. So I, I'm excited for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's what we yeah, have there. That sounds like a really good lineup. I mean. It does. I mean. Okay. okay. Hey, all right. All right. Let's 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 take off on what you said. We'd have to split up to each take a panel. Which one would you take, Mike? I'd probably go Women in Marvel. Um, 
partially because of my daughter. Now we we know how you know I, I've been a a champion for for the women's cause with with geekdom in general. So um, so yeah, it, it'd be the women to marvel. It would be the way I go. Okay. Uh, what about you, Colin? I have to admit, man, I, I would have to check out the 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 uh, the Black Eyed Peas one only only because like I really love independent comics. I do, and so on top of that, it'd be interesting to see what these guys have been up to for the last, I don't know, five years. <laughs> I'd have to do the 100 Years of Kirby. Now, are, are you doing that because we've taken the other two, or, I mean, literally, <laughs> no, is that the one you want? That would be the one that I wanted. I mean, the Women of Marvel sounds good, and the Black Eyed Peas ones sound good, but no, the 100, the 100 Years of Kirby would have been my first choice regardless, followed up by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh-huh. or maybe Animation. Okay. Cool. Well, um, we have some time before we get to picks of the week, and this kind of ties into the picks of the week. As we said at the beginning of the show, uh, I lost my father a couple Sundays ago. So, la- not this Monday that just passed, but the Monday before, we're flying out of, the family's flying out of Orlando. We go through TSA, and I'm wearing droid road t-shirt you know which one eric it's my black one with the droids abbey road yes yes and i go through the body scan whatnot and as i'm coming out of the body scan tsa agent goes that's a really cool shirt i like it i was like thanks he goes but there's some droids missing from it i'm like oh like who he goes triple zero (laughs) what (laughs) i look Thank God this was at 4 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, and there's no one really behind. I'm like, you know Triple Zero? He goes, yeah, love Triple Zero. I said, the Dr. Afro book is a great book. And we just chatted for a few minutes. So, sir, if you're listening to this show, because I know I gave you the card, if you're listening, please feel free to drop a line. I'll keep your name anonymous, etc. But I just want to let you know, with what I was going into that made my day, and that gave me a <laughs> that gave me a moment of a pause of, of, of brightness when I shining ray of geekdom, and, and I kind of needed it at that time. So it, you know, there's aren't those moments the best? Yes, it's just a strange thing. It's like well. Uh, I, I if I to, to to ride off of that last week, I'm sitting in the parking lot at this convenience store, <clears throat> and this guy walks by and and he says something, and I, and I'm looking and I thought he may have been talking to someone at the pump, so I'm just kind of like in my own little world, and he says something again. I looked and I rolled my window down. He's pointing at my truck. He goes and on this on on my back on on my. Uh, Window, rear window on my uh, passenger side, I have a sticker that says Team Bonsai. And you know who Team Bonsai is. And, you, right. know, you know me. So he goes, Team Bonsai. I go, yeah. He goes, uh, Team Bonsai as, I said, oh, as in, and we both at the same time said Buckaroo. And for 10 minutes from the from the parking lot into the convenience store, me and this guy just geeked out about everything Buckaroo Bonsai. And it was, it took, and I was kind of in a, I was kind of in a weird space that day. And it made my night. So, man, I, I get what you're talking about mike man those random moments of geek geeking are yeah. therapeutic like beyond beyond belief oh yeah you no know? oh yeah and, and, and it's it, it and when you're in one of those modes it means more than you ever believe 
It really does. So um, this is why we're geeks is to to share that love and mm-hmm. <laughs> there. What more can you do? <laughs> yeah. So it's those moments are just they make everything worthwhile, especially when you are like really low in the depths of anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like that bright ray of sunshine, and you just hear or not hear as they keep messing with Eric. <laughs> One more pick up Eric from, and you hear because Hydra got you again. And you hear the little choir in the background going, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, ah. um, man. Let's see. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what time it is? Well, not, mm-hmm. not, not literally. Free ice cream? I didn't know that. <laughs> no. How about a little time for. Picks of the week. <laughs> and I'm going to say, let's start off with Eric. That way he's got a chance to get everything in before Hydra tries to shut him down again. <sighs> Either that or Jarvis has a major virus. Uh, and, and, and I, I, I'm talking a cold, not. I, I was about to say, <laughs> I'll take back some of the things I said about him. But anyway, <laughs> okay, my first pick of the week is Rocket Number 6, written by Al Ewing and art by Adam Gorham. Ranger Rocket, the Sheriff of Half-World, a heroic writer of wrongs in a land of toys and talking animals. Or an out-of-luck safecracker dying with a slug in his brain pan and a last memory of the good times. Get ready for the last tragic twist of the Blue River score. Cool. Kylan, why don't you go next? Uh, my first book is Defenders, number six from Marvel Legacy. Uh, the writer is Brian Michael Bendis. The artist and cover artist uh, is David Marquez. Kingpins of New York, part one. The Defenders, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Daredevil, protectors of the people, are in a desperate struggle to keep New York City safe in the wake of the power vacuum caused by the Kingpins' absence and the all-out street war that's resulted. So, what could make things even worse for our team of harried heroes? Would you believe Deadpool Plus includes three bonus Marvel Primer pages, a story by Robbie Thompson, and a to-be-announced artist? Okay. Well, my first pick is uh, part of the current Marvel Legacy crossover or event. I guess event would be the better way of putting it. It is the unbelievable Gwynpool number 21. Doom sees you part one. Since arriving in the Marvel universe from the real world, Gwynpool has made a name for herself as one of the most, of one of his most exciting heroes. From teaming up with Spider-Man and the mighty Thor to tackling villains like Modok and Arcade, no one could top her combination of demolition and off the wall adventure. But now Gwynpool's looking for the for the biggest and baddest foes she could think of, and she's going right to the top with, of the list with. That's all I got with the write-up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm wondering, let me let me double-check, because usually we've been, we've been getting our books from, uh, lately, uh, Comicology's pull list, and um, I totally forgot there was a new Captain Phasma. And of course, oh, it is there, and there's no write-up. Never mind. So that's as far as we're going to go. We've been using Comicology's uh, pull list um, to, to, get, to get our books, because going to Marvel, that's not complete. So, 
Um, Eric, your number two pick. My number two pick is uh, one of two trade paperbacks that I have this week. The Incredible Hulk by Jason Aaron Complete Collection. Uh, Written by Jason Aaron, of course. Art by Mark Silvestri, one of my favorites. When Jason Aaron takes on the Hulk, the results are incredible. I did not make that up. That's actually written here. Bruce Banner and his monstrous alter ego are together no more. They have become separate beings, and the Hulk is assigned to take Banner down. But the brilliant scientist sure won't give up without a fight. As the Hulk makes an alliance that changes his destiny forever, Banner unleashes his army of gamma-fueled monsters. It's the fight everyone's been waiting for. Hulk versus Banner. But when the dust settles, why must the Hulk stay angry? Whatever the reason, he's picking fights against drug cartels, sea monsters, rush... And there we go again. (laughs) This Uh, is collect... Pick up from sea monsters. Uh, Ah, That's all right. It's Jarvis. It's okay. This is why we do what we do. This is what makes the show fun. (laughs) Okay. Whatever the reason, he's picking fights against drug cartels, sea monsters, Russian super soldiers, and a lost city of Sasquatches. Oh, and the Punisher, Craven the Hunter, Wolverine, and the Thing. Are Hulk and Banner destined for a date with Doom? Collecting Incredible Hulk number 1 through 15 and 7.1 and material from Fear Itself number 7. Okay. Kyle, on your second pick. My second pick is Daredevil number 27. Uh, the writer is Charles Soule. The artist is Ron Garney. And the cover artist is Mike Diodato. Land of the Blind continues. Daredevil is being held prisoner in a remote outpost of the evil ninja clan, The Hand. It's a battle of wits and skill. And DD must out- outsmart his captor, someone with a deep connection to his past. If he has any chance of escape. Okay. Well, my second pick is Uncanny Avengers number 28. Stars and Garters part one. Part Avengers and part X-Men. Two of Earth's mightiest heroes and two of Earth's mightiest friends. And when it comes to super heroics, Wonder Man and Beast have seen it, done it, and they've got the t-shirt. When the world throws you cosmic conflict, global calamity, death, rebirth, and heartache aplenty, it's important to remember where your friends are. Join us for a pint or two, won't you? Includes... Uh, three bonus premiere pages, uh, stories by Robbie Thompson, and a to-be-announced artist, which I believe is uh, Sean Zakasi at this point, according to the to the solicit. So, Eric, your number three pick of the week. My number three is another trade paperback. It is the Star Wars Screaming Citadel trade paperback. Written by Carrie and Gillen, art by Marco Cicchetto. A rebel pilot and a rogue archaeologist delve side by side into the galaxy's darkest shadows as Luke Skywalker reluctantly joined forces with Dr. Afra. The not-so-good doctor will make Luke an offer he can't afford to refuse, leading him to a rare gathering at the heart of the infamous Screaming Citadel. Will Luke find what he's looking for? Can Afra be trusted? Or will they both wind up victims of the Citadel's queen? And as the unlikely duo enters the lair of one of the most powerful, reclusive, and dangerous women in the galaxy, can Han and Leia be far behind them? Collecting Star Wars The Screaming Citadel number one, Star Wars Dr. Afra number seven and eight, and Star Wars number 31 and 32. That was such a great run, too. So, um... 
Kylan, your third pick. My third pick is Falcon number one from Marvel Legacy. Uh, the writer is Rodney Barnes. The artist is Joshua Casera, and the cover artist is Jesus Says. Take Flight Part One. Sam Wilson, Winged Warrior, Avian Avenger, and One Time Sentinel of Liberty takes to the skies again, reborn and recommitted as a fighter for freedom. The Falcon engaged in all in an all new assignment while training his new partner, the Patriot. Sam Wilson soars high and sees all. But Sam's new mission finds him on a collision course with an enemy way out of his weight class, the demonic Blackheart. Man, it's been a while since we've seen Blackheart anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Writer Rodney Barnes of the Boondocks joins artist uh, Joshua Casera uh, from Secret Empire Underground to challenge Sam Wilson as never before. From the stratosphere to the streets. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> From the stratosphere <laughs> to the streets, uh, the Marvel Universe now has a high-flying hero circling above them ready to strike. Plus, includes three bonus Marvel primer pages. Story by Robbie Thompson and art by Mark Backley. Okay. Ooh, Mark Backley. I like his. Yeah. Well, my final pick of the week is Dr. Afra number 13. All right. Actually, Star Wars Dr. Afro number 13. Um, writer is Karen Gillian. Artist is Kev Walker. Afra's, Dr. Afra's had a plan to auction off an artificial Jedi intelligence in order to make some major credits. Unfortunately, things haven't exactly gone according to plan. And speaking of which, I found this story uh, before we wrap things up. Um, apparently, retailers, depending on... Okay. I found two articles that basically covered the same thing. One's from graphicpolicy.com. The other one's from Newsarama. Which title or which headline would you like to hear first? The one Uh, that's going to get the bigger rant. Yes. Retailers go full on racist, homophobic, misogynist misogynist at Marvel's retailer Q&A breakfast. The other one was retailers become heated over Marvel variants, diversity, and closed doors Marvel or New York City Comic Con panel. What? I will continue on with graphicspolicies.com's story. Marvel retailer, the Marvel's retailer breakfast before New York Comic Con went sour as what began as a civil discussion ended with one retailer complaining about black, homo, and freaking females. Again, this is not how we feel, but this is, we're just reporting what's been reported. A breakfast began with announcements and was followed by a first positive discussion about numbering, missing Hulk 700, for instance, including number one for one shots that won't see a number two, something we've wondered about, and and concerns about comics shipping on time, such as, oh, maybe a C-3PO one-shot or mm, maybe. Uh, January's weekly event. All good and valid concerns. Then things went pear-shaped. The civil discussion went sour as retailers complained about diversity in comics. Reports differ. It was two or one who was then joined by more. The words black, homo, and freaking females were used multiple times as reported by Bleeding Cool. According to Newsarama, which got that story, the retailer emphasized his distaste for Iceman kissing other men. 
and Thor becoming a woman. Other timers, other retailers chimed in, booing the concerned retailers, and their things devolved from there. Marvel editor Nick Lowe attempted to calm things down by explaining that Marvel try and they tell their stories for everyone. That old heroes are not going anywhere, neither are the new ones. There's room for both. Loa also emphasized that Marvel has changed characters in the past. Jim Rhodes took over as Iron Man, and Thor turned into a frog. Now, this is great. The the bigot, racist, homophobic, misogynists all crossed out. Angry retailers argued these changes confused shoppers who came to the shops after seeing the movies, and the comics don't match the films. Retailers have yet to explain why back issues can't fill this role, and they're not doing their job of recommending them instead. It also seems to continue to reflect ignorance of comic history. Marvel did their best to regain control, ending the presentation and providing contact information for concerned retailers. Afterward, the retailers surrounded Senior Vice President of Marketing David Gabriel in the hall outside the panel to continue to express their concerns. Again, with racism, misogyny, and homophobic all crossed out. Okay, anytime someone uses homophobic in a headline, I immediately want to just delete the article. You get that? I mean, because that tells me I'm not going to get an objective article out of this. Um, now, if you want me to go through um, Newsarama, like here's one article that kind of supports the use of those words. Uh, the retailer specifically cited examples such as characters that don't reflect the ethnicity, gender, or sexuality of their predecessors, specifically expressing his distaste for Iceman kissing other men and Thor becoming a woman. The retailer's complaints sparked an outcry among other retailers present in the room, some echoing his frustration with multiple attendees raising their voices to speak over each other. And maybe this is why Stan Lee's Stan Lee uh, posted what he posted. Could be, too. It could be. But, uh, all right. But my whole take on this has been we want to see diverse characters, mm-hmm. not at the expense of ones that we have come to know and love. Correct. Right. And yes, that has caused a lot of frustration. Right. At the same time, there is a way and a time to express that frustration. Right. And there is a wrong way to express that frustration. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that retailer in particular chose the wrong way. I, 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 I don't think... <laughs> I mean, just ju- just judging based from the article, understanding that sometimes, well, a lot of times when things are written, there's a certain lean one way or the other. But if I was to, if I if I were if I were just reading this, it would seem to me that this guy or this person uh, doesn't like they, they they like things as they are. We don't. Why 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 do we need all this? Why, why do we need all this change? Why can't it be like it was? Right. You know? Uh, and the thing is, it goes back to the two words that we've been hearing a lot in the last couple of years. Representation matters. Um, and, you know, it's and and it's and it's true. Like like uh, Stan said, you know, Marvel represents the world that we live in. So you're going to have people of color. You're going to have people of different uh, orientations. You're going to have people of different economic and philosophical backgrounds. You're going to have all of that. And one of the things I love about Marvel 
is that it shows that and it shows everybody living together and you know embracing embracing our unique differences you know um and it is the it, it, you know it is the retailer's job that if somebody comes in and their understanding of, of iron man and captain america is based on the movies well maybe they shouldn't be reading you know the the last 12 months of, of captain america yeah let, let's give you something from the early 90s uh, or, or, or no not or, let's get you something from the mid 90s on or something like that you know it's i mean we we've had um jc on and and i know a lot of this doesn't reflect all of the um all the opinions of all the stores Mm -hmm. but if this is where some of the problem is coming from is that the stores are going this way Mm -hmm. then Maybe a lot of the problem is not Marvel. Maybe a lot of the problem is the retailers. And mm-hmm. while we have held the retailer or the we've held Marvel accountable because okay, yeah, how how to get um, certain variant covers and whatnot is okay. Probably not the the most ideal way of doing it. If some of the diversity issue and not helping push and grow some of these new characters or even some of the old characters that have come back, if that is because the retailers aren't doing it, mm-hmm. we got to hold them accountable too. That's true. I mean, um, so the question becomes, how do you get retailers on board with it? I, I don't I, know. <laughs> Do you, it, it, I would say what after, I would like to see. Go ahead. I was going to say after this thing, Marvel should be taking note of who's got what. You know who 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 complained, who didn't, and I'd be going to Diamond, going, okay, we want to introduce some new stuff. Here's the list of stores. Don't even offer it to. Oh no. Or or here's the stores we want to offer it as exclusives to and cut oh. out and cut out half the market. No. No. That, no. No. But, no. You know why? That's cutting the nose off to spite your face. Yeah. First of all, as much okay, you may not agree with what they're saying. Right. But without the retailers, where are you? And I don't like a corporation going to that kind of strong arm tactic to bring people in quote unquote in line. Now if there's an issue, I think it behooves the the corporation to find out why they're feeling that way and say, Okay, here's how we fix this. Right. You want to have say, okay, these people are coming in confused that the comics are not like the movies. Okay, here are some guidelines we are sending out to the stores. These are things that you can do to help direct people. Mm-hmm. Right. I say, here are some storylines, because maybe not everybody who works in a comic book store is a walking repository of comic book knowledge. Right. They may not know about the Peter David run on The Incredible Hulk where he's the Professor Hulk. Right. So then it bec- it becomes I don't want to say imperative, but at that point this is where the corporation can stand up and say, "Look, 
here's the support you need to do a better job of pushing these back issues and getting this out here. Mm-hmm. I don't think you don't you don't do it with an iron fist, right? Unless you are talking about the the, the title Iron Fist, you don't do it. That's the Doctor Doom method, where you basically rule through fear. That's not the way you do it. True. Because you're going to alienate a whole lot more people than you do it. Well, you know, see, and I'll be honest with you, I I, I can't. It was a couple weeks ago. uh, I was at an event, and there was this uh, young girl, maybe 15 or so, dressed as Deadpool, right? And so, and I thought it was, you know, I always think it's cool when I see females who are fans of Deadpool, just, just because Deadpool is just such a over-the-top character. You know, he can be obviously off-putting. So I see this one, and I was like, and she had a nice costume, and she was participating in a costume competition. So we're talking, and I said, so you like Deadpool? She goes, well, I like the way the character looks. Um, I don't really know much about him until I saw the movie, and I didn't like the movie at all. And I'm like... Honestly, I didn't know what to say to that. I didn't know what to say to that. And the thing is, there's a, probably a whole demographic of people out there. Their knowledge of the of their knowledge of the heroes is movie deep. That's it. Yeah, they are casual fans. Yes, and their their knowledge does, like you said, does not go very deep. This is where it it's in the best interest of the company for corporate to work with the retailers. Right. I mean, don't. Say Say it, don't say if you go against us, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. And Eric just froze again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's give him the opportunity to get back. Right. Um, I, I, as we lost Eric, and now he's back. I, I get yeah. it. I get it. But I, I do think, though, there needs to be... There needs to be a message given, even if it's for one or two months going, hey, we're going to make this exclusive and sorry, you don't get to play. Maybe I'll drive a point home if there. I still I still feel that's the fascist way to go there. I've said it. Okay. I, I mean, I, think yeah, about I it. It's it. kind of like you have improper attitudes. We're going to punish you for dissenting from the group. I mean, you see, I, I may be stretching things a little bit, but at right. the very heart, that's it. Yeah, I, I get it. I just, I don't, that's a very slippery path. And I really would, I, I would hate to see Marvel go down that way. Because you're seeing it with some other corporations, and you're stifling things, and it just, to me, it's it's very disturbing what I'm seeing out there in, in today's world, and I just don't want to see Marvel be part of it. Right. right. Well, but the, to go back to the movie thing, though, it is. I, I still think it is partially the retailer when people come in. Oh, this isn't like the movie. It is partially the retailer's responsibility. If, yes. If their staff is in there working, then they got to be somewhat knowledgeable and they got to be able to go, this is why it's not. And let me mm-hmm. guide you to stuff that's close. But then again, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. From corporate, they can send guidelines. They can send like reference materials mm-hmm. but, but to help know, them do that. But in many ways, they don't need to do that. The store should already be doing that. To some extent, or or have someone knowledgeable enough to to take on that task, or right. a few people knowledgeable. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not going to hurt, but 
It can't be all Marvel either. It's the the stores have to step up some. And, and right, right. I understand that, and I agree with that. But I'm saying rather than punish, help educate. Yeah, but I I think with with some they're getting that bigoted. You're I don't think you're going to educate those people because they don't want to be well that's the case with a lot of people these days and yeah. unfortunately since we're yeah. not since we're not a political show we're gonna end it there i just thought it was <laughs> interesting i just thought it was interesting that oh someone took advantage of oh here we are and we're gonna we're gonna let you know how we exactly feel whether it's pc or not Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that was that was a party foul. Yeah, but, yeah, I, I, you, I totally agree. You, you party foul, bitch. I, I, I do. I want to take a moment here and say that one of the things I love about doing this show is that we don't we don't shy away from stuff like this. So it's the truth is this is something that should be happening. You know, you know, in in the pubs and at the dinner table or whatever, people should be willing to talk about whatever this is and 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 get and get the, the get the conversation going. Um, I think Stan, Stan and 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 the uh, the Godfathers that started the the House of Ideas, they this is what they wanted, you know. Now, true true comics are an escape. Don't get don't get it wrong. It should be an escape. But when they when they talk when they throw out their issues we should be able to talk about them as adults as civil civilized individuals you know and you know then you know one then we can agree that you know gray hulk is the best hulk of all but you know whatever just saying (laughs) you you know no 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 No. i'm gonna civilly disagree with you rainbow rainbow hulk is the best now in the story (laughs) Professor Hulk. Professor I, Hulk. I, I do. I like. I do like. I want to see Professor Hulk for one movie, just to see what that would be like. You know, it, it was weird him walking around with the little speedo thing, though. That kind of weirded me out a little bit. Just saying. Yeah. Well, on that note, any <laughs> final thoughts? Or did we? Or did we pretty much final thought it out? I think we stopped at final thoughts quite a while back. I think we did. Yes. Then Jarvis, if you would please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see what comes out of New York Comic Con. Uh, obviously, it's started off heated, but hopefully it gets better from there. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm I telling you, got... the wrong way, and that was the wrong way. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to get... We're, we're going to get see the Fantastic Four soon. I'm just saying. Hopefully we see Fantastic Four back with Marvel Studios and not with Fox. I, I can see that happening. I think, I, I believe Fox, Fox is looking over at Sony and be like, hey, can we have one of those Sony deals? <laughs> well, I, I, I think... Uh, I think Fox is doing okay, though, with X-Men. As much as you like or don't like, um, I think they're okay. They've done fairly well with it, all things considered. All things considered. 